If you guys are looking for some insurance, hey, you guys hit me up. I'm friends and I work with Globe Life Liberty National Life Insurance, the official life insurance of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know you guys don't like Dallas Cowboys, but that's a big deal. We license and insure Dallas Cowboys, which is cool. So you can get a $3,000 accidental death policy at absolutely no cost to you. Um, all you have to do is email me at the podcast uh, email down below or get me on Instagram at I am Mr. Don Hodge. Hell, even on it, even on Twitter at the Hodge. Uh, the Hodgepodge Podcast, and at I am Mr. Don Hodge. So a $3,000 accidental death policy at no cost to you. You don't even have to live in the state of Mississippi. You can talk to me over the phone. We can do it virtually. We can even do it over Zoom. Whatever you guys want to do, we'll have it. I want to get you guys a gift from the podcast to you guys. A $3,000 accidental death policy. All you have to do is email me that you are interested in this life insurance, and we will get you set up. So without further ado, let's go right now to the podcast. Welcome to the HodgePodge Podcast. I'm your host as always, Dylan Hodge, but you guys already know that I am on Instagram and I'm on Twitter at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge. You can follow the podcast on Instagram as well at the HodgePodge Podcast. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and give a five-star review and write a little review that helps us grow on the podcasting charts. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you want... You, Obviously, if you're watching YouTube, you're not watching, you're not listening to this. But if you just come here and you, because I have some people that do come here and they listen to um, my rambles here, and then they'll go to YouTube to watch the interviews. And if you're one of those people that do that, I appreciate that you are a real one. You are um, someone that that I do appreciate listening because um, it's it's people like you that really, really that got me to where I'm at. And all those that are listening and you're new to the uh, podcasting realm and you're new to my show uh greetings hello and welcome to the podcast welcome to the show um just a basic little bit of information for those that like i said are new um i am from a small town of mississippi um this is the biggest podcast in the whole state of mississippi um (laughs) i do this podcast I've done it for four years. I do it out of my bedroom that I converted into a studio. Um, And I talk about whatever I want to, and I interview whoever I want to. Let's put it that way. The HodgePodge Podcast, simply titled, my last name is Hodge, and HodgePodge means a variety of sorts of things, and I love variety of sorts of things. And so there's that. You know, it's very interesting. I've been reading this, um, I've been reading this new book, it's not new. I mean, it's new to me. I, I haven't read it yet, but it's the um, Elon Musk book by Ashley Vance. Um, I'm about four, four and a half chapters in, about 60 pages in, something like that. And, you know, some, I don't really, I stay away from biographies the, for the most part because I feel that biographies are really, um, they, they remind me of like school reports where, you know, in the New York Times, this person said this, and I, I read so many like that, and they were just so boring that I decided against reading biographies. But Walter Isaacson opened my eyes back up to biographies when I read um, his adaptation of Steve Jobs, um, and before that, it was uh, Dave Itzkoff. Uh, he did the Robin Williams book, which was very, very well done. Um, 
But the one that opened my eyes the most was the uh, Walter Isaacson, Steve Jobs book. And I was like, okay, you know, I love doing, you know, learning biographies and stuff like that. And so, you know, I recently read the, uh, uh, the Johnny Cash one. <clears throat> I, I don't know who wrote that. I don't have it in front of me. Um, and I also read, um, there was another one. But I'm reading the Elon Musk one right now from Ashley Vance. And so far, it's not boring. So far, it's very, very interesting. Like, there is a part in here where, you know, the book opens up first talking about the, you know, how Ashley Vance knows Elon Musk. And it goes into how Elon was against the book being written and stuff like that. Then it goes into his... You know, Elon Musk's childhood and how he was just such this smart kid that people found him very, very ignorant, very, they thought he was very rude. They thought he was, you know, all these different things, but it was actually, he was just a loner and he was just very smart that what the ordinary normal child thought was interesting, he thought was very childish, even though he was a child. And so he was very, very, very mature from from um, from from a very young age. I don't think they actually gave the. Um, maybe he did. Maybe I just forgot the exact age where he was talking about that. But he was very mature from a very young age, and I thought that's just so fascinating to me. I, I love minds of brilliant people. I love minds of you know writers and people that have been in the and I say this people that have been in the music industry and the entertainment industry like movies and TV shows I love their frame of mind because there's some you know there are some very strange people out there which we're all weird in our own ways but and I love to pick apart these people and I love to see where their minds are at you know um and people would think that this, what I'm going to say now, has been scripted. But I'm actually just sitting here with my hands folded. And I'm um, looking at the 5 minutes and 21 seconds we just passed on the on the computer, on the recorder. But that goes into kind of what I want to talk about. Um, which is, you know, you can't have a positive mindset with a negative attitude. And you can't have a negative mindset with a negative attitude. It's kind of like it's kind of like a double negative. Like you can't like um, a positive and a positive can't equal a negative, and a negative and a negative can't go to a positive. They equal each other out. You know, it's because you can have the biggest smile on your face, the nicest person in the room. You know, you can have all the nice cars. You can look successful. But if that mind frame is crap, while your attitude is positive, it's, it's not going to have a good outcome. Because you have to, and, and, and I suffer from this a lot as well. Because I do sometimes have a negative night, a mindset. I'm always like, man, this this isn't going to work out. This, this, is, this, this isn't good. This is not going to do anything for me it's it, it's nothing like and then but i'm always positive on the outside and i'm like you know what i need to quit this i need to 
take a break from whatever is stressing me out and keeping me in this negative mindset. And I need to switch the flip, flip the switch, um, in other words, and make my negative attitude and mindset a positive one. Because I don't care what anybody says. There is not one negative. There is not one person that is not negative. Like I heard Kevin Hart. I think he was on Joe Rogan. And he was talking about how he's always positive. And I'm like, you know what? I I don't believe that's true because everybody is negative at least once, twice. I'm going to say a year. And the reason I say that is not everybody's going to get their way. Not everybody is going to there's always going to be somebody there to piss you off, you know, make you angry, get that mindset going as if, you know, just, I wish you never would have come into my life. I wish I would have picked a better manager. I wish I would have picked a better whatever, a better job, a better money situation. Everybody, every single person you talk to has had that mindset. But it's how they flip it. If they flip it, and now they got a, a positive mindset, but they're only negative at least once or twice a year. Then you're good, because, it, and I'm I'm not the best motivational speaker. I just try to come on here and give a little bit of courage, and strive from what I've come from, and 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 you know because I've I've not made it at all. I've yeah, I'm working another job because this podcast isn't making enough money for me. It's but I like to come on here and encourage people to continue what they're doing. And because of that, I think is why a big part of why this podcast is um, is, is what it is now, what it is today. And because I know I'm not the realest person, I'm not the you know the best talker, the best speaker, the best motivational speaker. I twist my words up a lot. I say the wrong words, I say the wrong things, but I think that's what's part of what makes this podcast so unique is because I'm not going to, you know, uh, go back and re-record what, what I messed up because I want people to know that, sure, you can be perfect, which I'm, I'm a perfectionist in certain ways. But this pod, my perfection in this podcast is being real. Because now, if I'm doing like an advertisement spot or stuff like that, you you can't mess up your shit. I mean, you can't. You have to be 100% on spot, which I am 99% of the time. You know, we go off script a lot, but and it's 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 weird and it's crazy and it's. Very interesting because like how minds work, you know, I was watching, um, there's this Lincoln documentary, excellent Lincoln documentary. Um, I think it's on CNN, but I watched it on HBO max and the mindset of, of Abraham Lincoln was, you know what? I'm not the biggest politician and I've lost a lot of, of runnings. I've lost a lot of this. I've failed in politics, but I'm not going to give up 
And his mind frame was just, I do suck. I'm not the best. But you know what? I'm going to do what I say and I believe in what I say. You know, because a lot of politicians, and I'm, I'm sure it was, it was, it was big. You know, when George Washington was the first president, and it's definitely like it today. A lot of politicians, presidents, uh, secretary, whatever you want to, whatever their thing is, we're gonna do and say what we have to in order to get elected, in order to win. And then you see the mistakes that you make and the president has made. And, and I'm not talking Biden. I'm not talking Trump, Obama, Bush. Clinton, I'm not talking any of that. I'm just talking in general. Is you realize the mistakes that you made and you learn from it. And I think that's part of the positive and negative mindset as well is if you keep failing and that negative mindset tells you, screw you, you have to give up. Then you're you have that negative mindset. You're gonna give up. You you don't have. You're not strong enough. You're not disciplined enough. So you're gonna give up. And I'm here to tell you, don't give up. Change that negative mindset into a positive mindset. Keep flowing. Keep going with it. It's not gonna happen the first time. I get frustrated every single day because nothing is happening the way I want it to happen. It's not going the. It's not going fast enough. It's going too fast. It, it, it's, it's going more to the left than when I wanted to straighten the middle. It's going more to the right. It, it, it happens to everybody. Just stay positive. And I heard this earlier this week when I'm recording this. Um, the rich dad, poor dad mindset. And I have actually read the book before, but I heard um, someone say this and it kind of, you know, made me go back and I reread the book in like a day because it's not that big of a book. Um, but the rich dad, poor dad mindset is you grow up from, you come from nothing. And you become this successful person, whatever you want. Let's just, let's, let's use an athlete, for example, or a musician. And you're not disciplined enough. You have that negative mindset. You're not in the right frame of mind. But you get all this money. You've never had nothing in your life. You've lived in houses where you can see the ground on the floor. You felt cold every time you went to bed. You were in that big of a mess. But you sign your contract and you get $15 million. About 50% of those people that get $15 million are broke. It's because the mindset is, oh my God, I've never had this much money before. And I have it now. And I know I'm not going to go broke because I just signed a $15 million contract. They're going to sign me again in two years. I'm good. And they spend it all and they either get injured or they don't resign. Or they don't make another album. Or they get dropped from their record label. It's it's those kind of people that fail a lot and, and they and they can't accept the failure. And they don't appreciate the failure to get where they are. Otherwise, this is where the rich dad and poor dad system kind of comes full circle. Is there are some people who appreciate where they come from. They're not hateful. 
they're very, very humble. They're like, you know, I came from crap. I come from a trailer. You know, that's that's what people are going to say. I come from crap. I was white trash. I was this. I was that. Sure. But then they do something. Again, I'm going to use the sports analogy, the athlete or the musician analogy, which is they sign a $15 million contract. In their minds, they're thinking, whoa, $15 million. I remember when I didn't even have $15 in the bank. And it's those people that have a positive mindset, and they're disciplined, and they're strong mentally. And, well, you don't have to be strong physically, I guess. But mentally, those are the ones that are, you know what? I could go broke again. And I know the feeling of being broke and having to fight to even have a bologna sandwich. I know what that's like. I don't want to go back. And it's those people that have the positive mindset. And they're, you know, they're smart. They're not a negative Nancy. They're not anything like you would expect them to be. And I just want to leave you with that. With the mindset is very important. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be the president of the United States. If you have a sucky mindset and a sucky attitude, then your life and your job is going to suck. And it's those that have a positive mindset that achieve the most, except when they fail. They accept, not accept when they fail, but they accept that they they accept the fact that they fail, and they take that failure and they learn from the failure and make it a positive. I just want to leave you with that, uh, but enough of that. We've been going on for twenty minutes. Not <laughs> wasn't my intention at all, but um, but it's Monday. You know what that means? It's podcast day, of course. And on the podcast that we've got the Gag Reel podcast. Now, a little warning here. Um, I tried to fix this audio as best as I could. I don't know. I think I think there was an error with Skype or my computer because there was nothing working. I mean, I sound like I'm in a cloud for half of the video, and then the, for the re- other half, they sound like they're just morphed together. It's it's crazy, and I fixed it as much as I could. Well, we're talking about their podcast, which is the Gag Reel Podcast. And they watched every Adam Sandler movie, and we talk about that. Now, this was recorded over way over a year ago, probably almost two years ago. And what's funny is I lost this file. I had recorded it, like I said, two years ago. I was going to put it up a couple of months later, and I couldn't find it. And I tried every app possible, every website possible to get this video and this audio back. And I, I, I even lost the backup save of the file. I don't know what had happened. I'm guessing when it was saving, the computer went into protect. I don't, I don't, I don't have no clue. I, I, I just know that I lost the, lost everything of the podcast, and then. A few months ago, I got a new laptop, and I was downloading my Skype and my Zoom back to everything, downloading all my apps back, and opened up my documents, and there's 
the podcast. Full video, full audio, full everything. So, without further ado, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Here are my guests, the guys from the Gag Reel Podcast, right here, right now, on the HodgePodge Podcast. Every two weeks, basically comedy, comedy movies. Yeah, that's the idea. We, uh, I, I was. We're good. Oh, go on, Dylan. I was gonna say, what got you into making a podcast about movies and then specific comedy? Jump into the whole. Just trying to get a little introduction to people. Yeah, no, I wanted to make. A podcast as a way to kind of practice with Adobe Audition and um, just because I thought it'd be fun. I listened to a lot of them and um, I just uh, I, I looked around and didn't see that many other people doing something as niche as just comedy movies. Uh, and I thought it'd be probably the mo- if I was to pick one genre, it'd probably be the one I'd be the most equipped for. And, and me and my brother uh, grew up talking nonstop about comedy movies so they're gonna be a perfect fit yeah i mean like there are a billion and one horror com uh horror podcasts specifically and they're just there aren't very many comedy podcasts you know like i couldn't think i couldn't find a single one that emphasized comedy movies so yeah it's on the same page that is the yeah this is the first one we've done you know, specifically focusing on one actor rather than typically we just break down one movie or maybe two. But, uh, yeah, we, we figured a lot of people love Adam Sandler movies and a lot of comedy uh, folks like to talk about his career uh, kind of in a love-hate way like a lot of people have for Star Wars. And we figured Everybody we'll, has uh, an opinion, you know. Exactly, exactly. But that was all Will doing the um the Facebook post and stuff uh, about that. Yeah, have you guys already filmed that episode or recorded that episode? It released today. That's our newest one. Okay. Okay, I will go back and listen. But I want to know what did you cover in this Adam Sandler montage of movies? Was it kind of like you're trying to find out where he started to kind of kind of how where he failed? And, you know, he fell off the mountain a little bit. Yeah, our initial question is, where did it go wrong? At what point during uh, in, in in his movies does it does it reach a point where it 
his movies become unwatchable or did it ever go wrong in the first place? Cause like, like, uh, we say in the episode, we both kind of fell off of, uh, Adam Sandler movies around the mid two thousands. And so, I mean, like that was our opinion for a while was, yeah, they, they started getting bad around then, but we're going back through it to figure out, you know, is that true? Did they ever actually go wrong or did we just kind of grow out of them? Or did they possibly get worse well before that? And we just ignored it up until then, you know? And so, uh, with the first, uh, I mean, with this episode we released, we break, we watched and discussed every single movie he made both, uh, was in and, and made himself in the nineties. And we broke down every single movie from the nineties. What did you find out? Did you find that which, of all those questions you were asking yourself, which well, we don't want to give away yeah, too I don't much. Want to spoil you know? too much, but uh, uh, it was interesting because so many of these I hadn't seen in in years and years and years. Uh, I hadn't seen like The Waterboy since I was like sixteen years old. But uh, I mean, there, a lot of those movies I quote pretty pretty often to some of my friends. Some of my friends I became friends with them from quoting Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and if you listen to our uh, our show you'll see that um, in the intro music, like uh, opening, we have a clip from uh, from Happy Gilmore in it. We, it was, it's such a quotable movie. But uh, going back through, it, it was very interesting. And some of my opinions changed on some of them. Some of those movies I ended up liking more than I used to. Some of them I ended up liking a, a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> was that? So... Uh... Do you have any remarks to what Ryan had just said here, Will? Oh, Will. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I was I'm virtually on the same page. I mean, like uh, some of the movies we didn't agree on, but we both kind of came out of it with. A, a, I mean, I was I was. I was a little surprised at how it all turned out uh, without spoiling too much. Um, some some movies I was even like a, a bit more frustrated with than I thought I was going to be. Other movies uh, were were better than I thought it uh, you know was going to turn out, and uh, but yeah, relatively the same thing. I'm glad that that uh, episode kind of caught your attention, uh, Dylan. Seeing uh, seeing us post on that because it was so much work. We watched all these damn movies, too many movies. Don't ever do this to yourself, Dylan. Don't do it, woman. Well, I, I review movies on my podcast, and so having uh, movie people, movie nerds on, it's kind of like my cup of tea. I really enjoy it, just just getting to talk strictly about movies, about people that do know a lot about it, instead of, yeah, I saw that one the other day, you know. Um, what, yeah, but we're just telling you don't watch 13 Adam Sandler movies in a row. In like a two-week yeah, time period. Yeah, but I enjoy Adam Sandler, though. I, I really <laughs> do. I don't... I don't in my honest opinion, I do think some of his movies are bad, but I don't think he's ever fallen off. In my opinion, okay, um, I just think that some some stuff is better than others. Like, yeah, you could do the same thing with Dwayne Johnson. Some of his stuff is better than others. That's fair. That's fair. That, he just made that god awful. Um, that was it. Rampage movie. That that was mm -hmm. god awful, in my opinion. That was yeah. like that was like the sequel to that uh, other movie he made about like the earthquake in Los Angeles, except it, this one had a had an ape. It was like the same movie. 
but it had an ape. I kind of get into it in the podcast about kind of, I guess what you're saying too, uh, Dylan, is that um, Adam Sandler himself in almost all these movies is pretty great. Like he's hilarious in all these. And that's why I think I loved him so much as a kid. He's just naturally a funny guy. And just some movies are worse than others. Like even if it's a, you're sitting there aware that this is a bad movie Adam Sandler, and you know, he's got enough charisma that you just keep sitting through it. You're just like, ah, you know, like it could be worse. You know, like there are, there are way worse movies that there are better movies, but with worse casts, you know, that it's, it goes both ways. Now, and your two questions here, and it's, um, what did you wind up finding? What was your favorite Adam Sandler movie? And who were, who did you find that fit like the cast members that fit his style more than others. That's interesting. You want to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I wasn't, it had been a few years since I had seen Billy Madison all the way through. Um, as much as I, I always loved that one kind of as one, that was one of my favorites of his growing up because of how wild it was. But, um, this was my first time going through more with like a film student perspective. And I walked away with it, probably it being my favorite out, out of the bunch. Uh, close call between some of the other ones just for specific moments. And um, that the second question though, is pretty tough. Uh, we I kind of ranked as we go through the episodes. I uh, loosely ranked what I thought my favorite side characters were. And we also kind of had a side conversation about all of Alan Covert's characters, because he is like the one guy that's in pretty much every single one. Um, but I do think in a hand, it, he grows throughout them, and he ends up playing some pretty interesting and funny characters in a few of them. Specifically in The Wedding Singer, I really love him being the kind of sidekick, they were cones guy. They were cones. Um, and, uh, for me, I actually, um, my favorite has always been Billy Madison. That's the one I've ever, like, it's been my go-to if I'm going to watch an Adam Sandler movie. But I remember I was talking to Ryan like a few weeks before we even watched the movies. And I said, you know, I've, I've I have a feeling that uh, Happy Gilmore is going to beat out Billy Madison. I'm going to, I'm going to feel obligated to pick it because it's a better constructed movie and it's better written and stuff. But watching them. Again, I, I don't know. Billy Madison was just so damn delightful. It ended up being my favorite. It's just so unabashedly absurd. And um, but uh, when it comes to my favorite uh, side characters, um, I I, I guess uh, old like overall favorite would, would come from Billy Madison. It would probably be Chris Farley as the bus driver. And, you know, it's just a shame that he wasn't able to do any more cameos in any of his other movies. Right. My favorite Adam Sandler movie, it's a toss-up. It's between, I enjoy Big Daddy. I enjoy the crap out of that movie. And then okay. It's kind of a toss-up between that one and The Wedding Singer a little bit. I mean, some okay. of the newer stuff I enjoy as well, um, like Mr. Deeds and stuff like that. Um but I will agree to certain extents to something that you you mentioned earlier was 
around to uh, what's that movie with um Jennifer Aniston? You know, I'm talking about just go I'm with it. Around, I okay, I haven't gotten around to watching that one yet. Yeah, I mean, like I like I was saying, yeah, I fell off around. Uh, I think I've Click or Chuck and Larry were like the last Adam Sandler movies I watched. Right, it's round about that time period where it's kind of like okay, getting a little bit iffy, getting a little bit iffy. But I think he actually turned himself around back in Grown Ups. Um. I actually enjoyed that one as well. Not, the sequel, not as much. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so this is interesting because, I, I mean, like, I don't know about Ryan, but I'm really trepidatious about the following decades and uh, when, when we get to those. So I want to know what your opinion is on some of the really, the ones that I'm the most nervous about, like Jack and Jill. T- tell me about your opinions on Jack and Jill. It's declared as one of the worst movies ever made. Um, I agree. The movie, okay. the movie's terrible. I, I, I would say watch it because it is funny. Really, but the whole Adam Sandler as a female and the story is 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 it's ridiculous to me. But I mean, there is some funny moments, but it's nothing compared to the early Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore type of comedy. Okay. We actually uh, talk slightly about Jack and Jill in, in our episode going up two weeks from now. That's just a little tease yeah. for you gag just readers out there. Gaggers. Now, have you guys got around to watching uh, the Uncut Gems? The oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I did new- see Uncut Gems. Yeah. Because I, I liked the Sofsky uh, you- Brothers first flick a lot. Yeah, yeah. Good time was I, I, I yeah I, I was I enjoyed to see it I, I really enjoyed it but Uncut Gems was great yeah I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it so give a little background about each of yourself uh, uh, Ryan I know you mentioned that you were film school so have you guys all your brothers but have you always watched movies together your whole life or what yeah yeah we're we're only a few years apart, so you know there's only so much to do in a house. Uh, growing up as, as children, you get tired of playing the same like four video games over and over again. So, lots of trips to Hastings and Blockbuster, renting movies. Yep. And uh, not yeah, not technically a film student, but I am a media studies uh, minor, and so lots of lots of film classes uh, to go along with that. What were some of your guys' favorite movies growing up as, as, as kids going into teenagers? This this is touched upon in the Adam Sandler episode, but I mean, like, for most of my childhood, yeah, like, he, he was my go-to source for comedy. I mean, there were other comedy movies, and I, I mean, like, yeah, it was pretty much, for me, it was Adam Sandler or Jackie Chan, and I watched one or the other. Okay. Most of the time, just back and forth. Oh, yeah. I mean, those were great. Also, like, I was fanatic about um, 80s and 90s Spielberg. Like, watched Goonies over and over again. Technically not Spielberg. Spielberg adjacent. 
watched Jurassic Park over and over again. Those mm-hmm. Velociraptors opening the doors scared the crap out of me. But I loved it. Yeah. What got you into... I know you mentioned about why you started the podcast, but how did you kind of... Did you kind of teach yourself about how to do a podcast? Or was you just kind of, okay, let's record ourselves, let's put it up, and let's see what happens? <laughs> Um, trying to remember, I had like minor experience with Adobe Audition and, um, just kind of random techie stuff aside, um, through school and just through growing up, I I took a lot of, um, media classes in in high school. Um, I've always been like AV club kind of kid. Um, but most of it was just like, uh, diving in headfirst to this process. A lot of uh, a lot of Google searches, and a lot of scrolling and learning and trying to figure it out. Like uh, this Adam Sandler episode we just did was is nearly three hours long. I don't ever want to do an episode that long again, but it was. Uh, I definitely learned a lot having to edit a three-hour podcast, and because um, I'm pretty meticulous with most of the episodes of trying to cut out all our ums and awkward moments and. Uh, all the silence uh, gaps in between our conversation. Uh, but I couldn't really do that with three-hour episodes, so I had to learn a lot of interesting tricks on leveling out our voices and making it work. So how do you guys, and either one of you, Will or Ron, can answer this, but how do you guys make this a team effort? Like, is, is one person recording while the other person is but how, how do you split up the work? Because if it's a 50-50 team, I, I'm pretty sure that 50%, you know, half of you put in one work here and the other one does yeah. the other one there. I'd like to think it's 50-50. I hope yeah. I'm not throwing a bunch of work uh, your way or I hope you don't feel like you are. No, never... like the way I've perceived it is like, uh, you know, like Ryan does most of the, the, the editing and the techie side. And then I do a lot of research for the episodes and then um, like the social media. Yeah, he's the one posting it. If, if you're reading the description on the podcast, those are all Will's words. If you're finding posts of us online, like you, you, you this is proof uh, that Will's doing a good job because you actually found us. Yeah, my next step is to uh, start up uh, like a, a gag reel podcast specific website that will release uh, posts with even more detailed research notes and blog posts and stuff just to get some more organic SEO from Google rather than just from Facebook. And so, yeah, all sorts of. So, wait, are you doing this all yourself? Uh, so, Hodgman? Man, I am 100% me. It is me oh, yeah. doing. I don't, I, I don't edit my podcast because I started this to be as real as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted people to see the real side of me, not, you know, if I make edits or, you know, anything like that. I, I think, no offense to anyone that does that, but I just think if I was to do that, I was not being true and respectful to myself i respect um, that yeah so and I, i'm doing everything myself i'm uploading the podcast i am you know doing all the research it's a freaking 26 hour day job and a 24 hour day it's just and then i produce podcasts on the side so i'm always doing work over there so that makes it an extra 15 hours longer a day and it's just mm-hmm. man, it's not enough time you know 
One thing I was curious about, um, just, uh, is, um, like, uh, what, what are you doing? Cause like, uh, I was flipping through, uh, you know, like the, uh, hodgepodge, uh, YouTube page and I watched some of your episode where you, uh, interviewed, I forgot his name, uh, the, uh, the voice actor from like fairly odd parents and stuff. Jason Marsden. How, how, like, uh, what, what are you doing to get in contact with these people? Are you connecting with them via IMDb pro or. Um, different things, honestly, like the first thing I look at is either Instagram or Twitter. Okay. These people have a certain, these people have a certain number of followers. I kind of back away because I know that's a hit or miss type of thing. But I know if they have like, I think he, the time he had like fourteen thousand, and it, that's a good bit. But it's not a hundred and fourteen thousand or a hundred and forty thousand. So I knew I had a little bit of a chance. Okay. And so send him a direct message, and I have my little line or whatever I say, and he got me in contact with his publicist and assistant, and we made it work that way. So it sometimes it's back and forth on email. But sometimes I just get so behind on emails because I either get so much or I'm sending out too much that it just gets overwhelming a lot. And so, yeah, like it really it really just depends. It's, it's a lot of people that come on the show are some of my really good friends. Like I had like Smo and Upchurch and Burr from Practical Jokers. And all I have to do is text these people like, hey, come on the podcast tomorrow and they'll make it happen. You know, it just really depends on the type of person and how you approach approach it i guess you could say because you you have to really be more professional in the email type of sense if you're sending it to like their business partner or their manager you know and that's i'm not really professional in that way i just have my little lines that i wrote out on my phone and i was like look here we go we're gonna send it if i get something back then great if not then well that's great too it just wasn't meant to be okay good to know so, uh, a couple more questions here. We're going. To, we've been going about thirty minutes. Um, I see that you guys are on Anchor. So this. So did you guys create this on Anchor? Is it like an Anchor official or something like whatever they call it? We're using Anchor as a distribution point. Uh, right. That's all. Will the answer this? I have no idea. Um, like I'm. Like you, I know that with Anchor you can like do it all within the program. Like you can like record and all that stuff. But um, I've heard some podcasts that are done like that, and it's and it doesn't sound great or any. Uh, the, like what we're just straight up importing the episodes onto Anchor, and we're using that because you don't need a um, like you don't need a web host or anything. Anchor does all that for you for free, and. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a pretty yeah, I, solid. I wish I would have. I wish I would have known that because I first started out on SoundCloud and it was okay. Not really sign a contract, but it was kind of like okay, you're gonna be here for a little while, and that that kind of sucked because it wasn't that big of a following. And then gotcha. I kind of got out of that and was like, look, we're gonna distribute this to iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever. And I was lucky enough that they all picked me up, and then I yeah. realized I was. I was paying more than what I was making on SoundCloud. Gotcha. And so I, I found Anchor as well, and they just become the new, not really new home, but the new distrib- uh, distribution place. And, you know, yeah. I'm actually making 
couple hundred bucks a month, maybe, on the podcast from, oh, from wow. Anchor. Okay. So that, yeah, we're, we're doing... Yeah, we have yet to monetize, but uh, I, I was I was gonna say once I once I hit a certain mark, I was we were gonna start doing the anchor ads that you could just pre pre roll onto the episode. Hey, this is pre advertising for you, Hodgepodge. We got a Pepsi sponsorship right here. Uh, there you go, uh, Blue Moon. There you go. There's your ad money. Yeah, make it the have, dollars. Have you guys? Have you guys ever tried to have you, have you guys ever reached out and thought about having guests on the show? Absolutely. Will Will's brought this up before. Yeah. Uh, right. Was that, yeah, I can see it down the road. I, yeah. Uh, right. I'm happy just talking about movies, but uh, I I wouldn't be opposed to uh, us getting bigger, having some uh, some like C tier people from from kind of smaller comedies give us some insight about like kind of what it was like on the set or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, I mean like, yeah, we're open to just, just guests and people talking about movies as well as like, I'm, I'm hoping down the line I, I'd start with some extra free time and stuff. I start hunting down an interview with some people about some of the movies we're doing and stuff like that. So, Let's say if someone was to come on and they were like, look, I watch movies, but I'm more of a musician type of person. Mm-hmm. Let's say get the hell out. On your show? <laughs> I'd kick them out with my big boot. Get out of here. What are you do doing? Over Discord, I would like send them all sorts of spam. Say, what are you doing in here? Get the hell out. This is a comedy podcast, you asshole. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't know. I mean. If yeah, I found someone that was comedy adjacent, but like a musician, like, sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, well what if a stand-up comedian wanted to come on? Because it's a comedy base, but it's comedy movies. Is, is that that's, the same that's thing fine. to you? As long as they care about movies and want to talk about them somewhat. I don't want to, like, awkwardly have a stifled conversation about someone's comedy career. Yeah. I feel like that wouldn't really fit our kind of brand. Or someone, like, not even talking about the movie and just just reaching for stale jokes that they told the other night at their you know stand up well, night you guys a question because we're not really an interview show right it could be though it could be it could you know, that's true that's movies. true i mean, I mean I'll, I'll all honesty it could be um but do you guys consider stand-up comedy specials comedy movies Actually, i know a lot of people do we haven't talked about this yet but i i have been uh thinking about an episode um where maybe we do listicle of our fi- favorite comedy specials or maybe we talk about just one particular comedy special or something um yeah I- i'm open to it yeah it's just there's kind of less to talk about from a stand-up set than from a film because it- mm-hmm. it's just one guy talking sharing his stories yeah, from a, I mean, a comedy film, you can break down all sorts of things: the writing, the performances, the the cinematography, the editing. With a, a stand-up special, I mean, you probably could try and go into like how the stand-up special was directed, but I've it would read, it, it wouldn't. Yeah, eh. I've read some really cool like split sider essays and stuff about really particular, uh, you know, comedic performances uh, in stand-up. But uh, yeah, I don't know if. That would be a kind of regular every other episode thing for us. 
but yeah, like a top top five stand up specials. Yeah, I'd love to sit around and talk about Zach Galifianakis's live at the Purple Onion. That's an amazing stand up special that ends with him just lying on the ground, yelling, spouting out, you know, like drunkenness. It's hilarious, <laughs> and, and I'd love to talk about that. But yeah, uh, but yeah, a list would probably uh, end up being a better thing for the show at the moment. But who knows how the show will evolve over the, over time, you know? Sure. We it might could, run out of movies, you know? Yeah. We don't know what it's going to turn into. Could be on OnlyFans two years from now. Who knows? Well, let's hope not. Let's, let's hope we don't have <laughs> any Last question here for you guys, and I'll let you guys go. Um, give me your top five favorite comedy movies and i'll put you on the spot here you're gonna be giving me top fives man i'm uh five vibes a lot um <laughs> i have three if, if, if five's a lot then give me top three then off, off the top of my head yeah, i'm trying to think i gotta throw uh, like uh, a seth rogan evan goldberg movie on there we'll, we'll go with um with super bad instead of pineapple express even though those are pretty equal That's in my great, mind yeah um what what do you got will we'll we'll, we'll bounce back and forth here give each other time to think i was gonna put a will ferrell mckay movie but instead i'm gonna go with walk hard i'm gonna put walk hard up there Oh, nice okay um i think it's so cliche but i think the holy grail might be the best comedy ever made but i'm gonna go with the less talked about the meaning of life because that has some of my favorite bits in it that's so good. Uh yeah, it it's so good. Um uh, I was gonna I was gonna put uh uh I wanna put waiting for Guffman up there. Okay. And I'll put my number three, Wet Hot American Summer. That movie just get, it is so over the top and absurd and wackadoo. It's a great movie. I love that flick so much. Um, and just because I I I find myself rewatching the uh, rewatching the riot scene. Uh, uh, every every other week or so, uh, I I guess uh, I'm gonna throw in uh, Hot Rod on there. I mean, like, and keep in mind, this top three is very subject subject to change. Talk to me in a month, <laughs> yeah, and it'll be entirely different. This is off the dome. This is Hodgepodge special. The so, Hodgepodge trace. There we go. Um, why why call it the Gag Reel Podcast? I, I, last last question. I'll let you guys go. Uh, why call it the Gag Reel Podcast? Why? Where where is the background behind that? Uh, that was my like last minute idea because we were like gonna upload it pretty soon, and and we just we couldn't really land on one particular thing. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I just started thinking of all the kind of terms around comedy and film, um, and and yeah, you know, gag reel, blooper reel. It sounded gag reel sounded better than blooper reel to me. And yeah, and and uh, and then you know, like not hadn't been used yet. Well, I did find on Twitter there was a quote unquote too. gag reel podcast, but it hadn't posted anything since 2017. 
mm-hmm. and I couldn't find the actual podcast anywhere. So technically, yeah, we're the only ones in circulation that, that use that name. So I thought that you it gets get the idea across. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. What'd you yeah. think of it when you saw it, Dylan? You saw the title. You did it. Did it? Did it work for you, or did it make you say, uh, "Gag, gag, real"? I don't want to. I don't want to gag for real. No, it made me go gag real because I, like I said it, I was like, I wonder what this is about because if you think gag real, that can mean anything. And then once I realized that it was a movie podcast, I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. I'll give it a listen. And I think I listened to the first couple, and I was like, let's see if I can get these guys on. That's kind of how it happened, okay. really. Okay. I'm glad you listened. I'm glad you had us on. Well, I'm glad you guys did it. So go ahead and and put out whatever you want to put out. Uh, plug whatever you want to plug, and uh, we'll get you guys off here. This, this has been fun, Dylan. Once again, I'm glad uh, glad to be here. Uh, it was a fun time. Uh, I am Ryan Forthlan on Twitter, and I think Instagram too. That's just the name Ryan. The letter four, and then flan. And obviously, go check out the Gag Reel podcast. We yeah. only have like five or six episodes out right now, but we have lots of weird, dumb ones in the can coming uh, coming out soon. Yeah, get, uh, give them all a listen. Uh, at, at the moment, the ones with the fewest listens are Mystery Team and uh, the Kentucky Fried Movie Hollywood Shuffle Double In. Listen to both of those. They're entertaining, and they'll tell you about a movie you probably haven't seen. And so see those movies. Uh, uh, hit us up at facebook.com slash gagreelpod. Email us at gagreelpod at gmail.com. Twitter at gagreelpod. Uh, we're available. Um, even if I'm at work and I'd see a notification saying you just got a message, I'll pick it up and I'll respond immediately. Hit me up, folks. I'm worse about that. But uh, yeah, talk to Will, not me. <laughs> and musicians, and get the hell out. Yeah, no musicians yeah. in the house. I don't want to hear you I really do appreciate you guys doing this for me, man. I really do appreciate you guys coming on and uh, talking about your show. Um, I know I'm not the biggest podcast out there, but I'm glad that you gave your time up for me. And, um, yeah, just appreciate it. Yeah, it's no problem, man. Anytime. Mm-hmm.